Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On today's show, I'm following up on my series called Bioweapon Blues. This will be Bioweapon Blues 21, evidence of premeditation prior to the COVID pandemic. So there's a lot of evidence coming forward about what happened leading up to the announcement of the pandemic in early 2020. And I think it's very compelling to show planning, uh, knowledge of forethought, and I will show that in these videos and slides. And uh, I think you'll find them very interesting. So I did try to upload this yesterday and got distracted kind of one third of the way through. So if you were listening yesterday, this first 30 minutes will be very familiar. So I apologize for the uh, cancellation of the stream yesterday. I got distracted, but now I've got free time. So uh, I'll play some of these videos. Enjoy. of today's hearing is preparing and uh, preparing for and preventing the next public health emergency lessons learned from the coronavirus crisis lessons learned i think the key lesson learned is that dr fauci misled the country and he did so right from the get-go by february 1st 2020 dr fauci knew seven fundamental facts represented by the first seven posters behind me, seven fundamental facts that he did not share with the American people. First, he understood that American tax dollars went to EcoHealth, and that money was then funneled to a lab in Wuhan, China. Second, he knew EcoHealth was given an exemption from the pause on gain-of-function research. Third, the security standards at this lab in China were deficient. Fourth, Dr. Fauci knew that EcoHealth was not in compliance with their grant reporting requirements. They weren't adhering to the contract. Fifth, gain-of-function research was, in fact, being conducted in the lab in Wuhan, China. Sixth, the P3CO interagency review process wasn't followed in approving the grant to EcoHealth. And finally, seven, Dr. Fauci likely knew the other way, Dr. Fauci knew that the virus likely came from the lab that our money was sent to. So think about it. American tax dollars went to a company that wasn't properly vetted, that didn't comply with its contract, sent that money to a lab in China that wasn't up to code and was doing gain-of-function research. And what happens? The very city where that lab is at, a deadly virus breaks out, a deadly virus that would ultimately kill 6 million people around the world. And what did Dr. Fauci do? When he had this information, again, February 1st, 2020, what did he do with this information? Did he tell the president of the United States? Did he go to the, did he go to the commander in chief and said, hey, we've got a deadly virus that's broken out in China, in Wuhan, where we've been sending American tax dollars to a lab that's not up to code, that's doing gain-of-function. Did he tell the president of the United States? Didn't tell the president. Did he tell the chief of staff? maybe he thought you know what i don't want to take this bad news to the commander in chief maybe i'll give it to the chief of staff i know he'll tell him he talks to him every day didn't tell the chief of staff didn't tell him either how about the experts in our government did he tell did he tell his boss did he tell secretary azar did he tell dr redfield dr burks did he tell dr Dwar, one of our witnesses today didn't tell any of them either no, what he did instead 
was organize a conference call February 1st, 2020, 2 p.m. with him, Collins, and 11 virologists from around the world who he had been handing out American tax dollars to for years and years and years. And on that call, it's interesting. On that call are a couple virologists, Dr. Gary, Christian Anderson, who had said things like this. Here's what Christian Anderson said. Virus looks engineered, virus not consistent with evolutionary theory. He said that on January 31st, the day before. Dr. Gary said on February 1st, that very day they had the conference call. I don't know how this gets done in nature, but it would be easy to do in a lab. They all get on this conference call. They get their story straight. And three days later, the very people who said this thing came from a lab changed their tune and say that anyone who thinks that's crazy. Wow, that's a dramatic change in a matter of days. And the only real intervening event was this conference call that Dr. Fauci organizes. You know, it's bad enough when you have the truth and you don't share it. But what's worse is when you have the truth and you say things that directly contradict it. Dr. Fauci told us over the last several years, it wasn't our tax dollars. Yes, it was. Right there's the grant to EcoHealth. He told us it wasn't gain of function. How about this email from NIAD, uh, excuse me, from uh, Mr. Dazic, the head of EcoHealth to NIAD, where he says, Dear Denny, this is terrific. We are happy to hear that our gain of function research funding pause has been lifted. Dr. Fauci told us it wasn't a lab leak. Sure looks like it was. Sure looks like it was. And the people he's been handing out the money to, Mr. Anderson, Mr. Gary, said it was. And that's not to mention all the other crazy things he's told us. The vaccinated can't get it. The vaccinated can't transmit it. Well, he was, he was wrong about those. He told us that masks work. He told us that there was no such thing as natural immunity when it came to this virus. All kinds of things he told us wrong. So the lessons we learned is you can't trust some of the folks who were supposed to be given us accurate information because they sure didn't. And they knew from the get-go. They knew from the start. So I look forward to hearing from our witnesses. Look forward to seeing exactly what's in this report. That We, we didn't get into any of this. We didn't get into any of this. The chairman mentioned we can't look backwards, but we sure should look backwards because if you got a government not giving it to you straight, that's something that you have to make sure we understand so it doesn't happen again. Not only if we don't want a terrible virus happening again, we don't want the government misleading us about a virus that could happen. So I, I uh, we're going to look at this issue starting next month. We'll look into it. We'll make sure the country gets the facts like they should have had, like they should have had on February first three years ago with that mr chairman i yield back i am dr lauren selling this is a this was a video that was on twitter and got censored so this guy has some very interesting things to say i didn't post the entire video but i think the intro is very interesting for all government officials the media and in particular members of the scientific community who for their own personal political or financial reasons continue to promote the false narrative that COVID-19 came from nature. It did not. COVID-19 was a product of a wider program of gain of function virus research being conducted by Chinese Communist Party scientists within a dual use military commercial program. That is, COVID-19 was made in the laboratory. 
COVID-19 has a number of unusual features which cannot be explained by a normal evolutionary process. It has a furine cleavage site that does not appear in any of the bat coronaviruses, which can be considered close relatives to COVID-19. Furine cleavage sites are known to increase infectivity and pathogenicity, and CCP scientists know how to artificially insert them. The only questions remaining are how and where COVID-19 was made and whether its release was accidental or deliberate. In CCP-ruled China, there is no difference between military and civilian virus research. They are deliberately combined. It was a goal stated in the CCP's 2016 13th five-year plan. At the end of last year, as the flow of new scientific information about COVID-19 slowed, due to CCP and Western government, media and scientific censorship, I decided to change my analytical strategy. Many of you probably heard of the German World War II coding machine Enigma and Britain's effort to break the code at Bletchley Park. Alan Turing is one of the most famous of the code breakers, but there was another less well-known genius. Before Enigma was cracked, Gordon Weltman applied a technique called traffic analysis to determine, for example, German troop movements and Germany's order of battle. The program was called SIGSTA. Now, I and other COVID-19 detectives have modified the traffic analysis approach to conduct virus research network analysis of the CCP's virus biowarfare program. Here is what we have discovered. The CCP's biowarfare program has three, three levels, a secret military level upon which civilian institutes and universities are layered. That layer provides the means to interact with international virus research programs to access knowledge, skills, and funding, all of which is fed back into the CCP's program. The origin and traditional core of the CCP's biowarfare program is not medical, but veterinary, and to some extent agricultural. During World War II, the Imperial Japanese Army had a biological warfare research center in Manchuria called Unit 731. It was officially known as the Epidemic Prevention and Water Purification Department of the Kwangtun Army. There was a second center, Unit 100, officially known as the Kwangtun Army Military Horse Epidemic Prevention workshop. When the People's Liberation Army subjugated China in 1949, the CCP adopted the Japanese approach, incorporating biowarfare within veterinary research. Warhorse Health Institutes or similar centers were established in Beijing, Chengdu, Guangzhou, Nanjing, and Yunnan. 
so that guy's just explaining. I, I should probably go find the entire video, but just that the and we'll go farther in detail in this that this is a bioweapon or something that's gain of function that people have really said from the beginning, but it's true. No, the important thing to realize is that North American science spent 15 years figuring out what to do with the next COVID. It was back 2002, 2003, the original SARS-CoV-1 occurred. And so all sorts of experiments went on to determine what would be a useful response were something similar to occur. And the research was done. It was research was all done by 2015, 2016. And DARPA, D-A-R-P-A, the American research arm of the U.S. military, it specifically knew and specifically recommended and passed the information on to the CDC that ivermectin in particular was the absolute number one product to be used in the event of a coronavirus pandemic. It was fully known that ivermectin and certainly hydroxychloroquine as well were highly antiviral and immune modulatory. And those two things were the key to modulate the immune response plus to the antiviral as well. Those elements were both totally proven in vitro and in vivo with animals so that it was known. And of course we knew it was completely safe for humans because these medications have been used for 35 to 40 years in humans. And so that's what was sitting there ready to be used at the next pandemic. And I was surprised when they said this. And then uh, Borla's leaving. He's also walking it back. Why do we use the MN mRNA technology is what he's saying right now. To me that this is the way to go. And I questioned it. Uh, and I asked them to justify it. How can you say something like that? But they came and they were very, very convinced that this is the right way to go. They felt that the two years that, uh, of war on mRNA since 2018, together with BioNTech, to uh, develop a flu vaccine uh, made them believe that the technology is mature and we are at the cusp of uh, delivering a product. Um, so they convinced me. I, I followed my instinct that uh, they know what they are saying. They're very good. And uh, we made this a very difficult period. And I was surprised when they suggested to me that this is the how are we in a situation? Yes, Florida, we banned vaccine passports almost two years ago. We banned uh, the shot mandates for jobs and saved a lot of people's jobs. Nevertheless, throughout our country, you still have hundreds of universities in other states that are still mandating these boosters on these college kids. When any type of cost-benefit analysis would say the benefit from them taking the shot, as you, as you alluded to, it doesn't prevent them from getting infected or spreading it anyways. The benefit is minuscule, uh, but as Joe Latipo and other studies have shown, you know, there is a risk for doing it. So why can't our medical establishment acknowledge that? Why the deception? Why have they continued to do this for two years? How are we in a situation? Yes, Florida, we ban vaccines. With the numbers that here we are going into the third year of it. There he is. This snake oil salesman is still huckstering on TV, MSNBC, right? So that's the connection with Gates. They're just trying to keep the stupid people who still watch TV news on, on their agenda. And we are still in the middle of a pandemic with the numbers that you just showed. Here we are going in. Listen. 
I took care of that for you because I was worried that you'd all be upset. So what I did a little while ago, I took a trip up there to the North Pole. I went there and I vaccinated Santa Claus myself. I measured his level of immunity and he is good to go. He can come down the chimney. He can leave the presence. He can leave and you have nothing to worry about. Well, Sam... Well, Anthony Fauci told our government to tell people don't do autopsies on COVID patients. You cannot find that for which you do not look. I have a post-vaccine nine-year-old on my desk, dead. I don't want to see one more child post-vaccine ever on my desk. Are the autopsies starting to happen? You bet they are, finally, because people are saying, well, why wouldn't we do them? And in that same town from which this nine-year-old died, a healthy 22-year-old wrestler, after his third shot, is now also coming to be on my desk so I can determine the cause of death there. We were told, don't do autopsies, don't look. And that's what your government is giving you for data. Don't, don't ask, don't tell, don't look. These are not the droids you're looking for. Everything is safe and effective. Go jab up the children with a shot that doesn't work for a virus that isn't here anymore, for a virus that most of them are already recovered from. When I talked to Dr. Reed Sheftall two weeks ago, he said that virus was already through the system at the beginning of 2021. So they're just, they're gaming the whole thing. Safe and effective. Don't do science. Don't ask a question. Destroy the careers of those that do ask a question that are only in it for humanity. Valid questions to ask yourself. Now, Dr. Fauci is Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. He's now asking the Florida Supreme Court to greenlight an investigation into, and the way he put it, is any uh, any and all wrongdoing in Florida with respect to COVID-19 vaccines. What's your reaction to that? I don't have a clue, Kate, what he's asking for. I mean, we have a vaccine that unequivocally is highly effective and safe and has saved literally millions of lives. The Commonwealth Fund has come out with a report just this past week that vaccinations that have been administered over this period of time, this last year and a half to two years, has saved 3.2 million lives, 18 million hospitalizations, and approximately $1 trillion in costs. So what's the problem with vaccines? I mean, vaccines are life-saving. So quite frankly, Kate, I'm not sure what, what they're trying to do down there. Given and this is kind of uh, foreknowledge. How does he know that there's going to be some, how does Fauci know there's going to be some outbreak under the Trump administration? This was from 2017. 
As you heard from the introduction that I have been around for a while and have had the opportunity and, and the privilege and the pleasure of serving in five administrations, um, I thought I would bring that perspective to the topic today is the issue of pandemic uh, preparedness. And if there's one message that I want to leave with you today based on my experience, and you'll see that in a moment, is that there is no question that there will be a challenge, the coming administration in the arena of infectious diseases, both chronic infectious diseases in the sense of already ongoing disease, and we have certainly a large burden of that, but also there will be a surprise outbreak. And I hope by the end of my relatively short presentation, you will understand why history, the history of the last 32 years that I've been the director of NIAID will tell the next administration that there's no doubt in anyone's mind that they will be faced with the challenges that their predecessors were faced with. So for those who think that infectious diseases is gone, there's so many people who've made foolhardy statements not knowing at the time. I know you're busy, but this is what Here's Fauci. He's out here with Jill Biden. That's it. Just pushing this, uh, pushing more, more shots December 9th. Reduces the risk of catching or spreading the disease. That's already been dis disproven by, uh, by Pfizer themselves. And it helps protect you from ending up in the hospital. Propaganda. Worse. It's free and available all over our country. I know you're busy, but this is important. I just got mine too. So join me because your president and I you sound terrible. Care about you, and we want to make sure that you stay healthy. Go to vaccines.gov today to find an appointment near you. It reduces the risk. So soon, it's about to be all over. You know that they're suing the United States government in Missouri, and they're exposing or trying to expose the truth behind the vaccines. And currently, Dr. Fauci and everyone else who lied and who worked on behalf of China and the pharmaceutical companies to kill you, that's right, to kill you, are currently being deposed. And they don't want you to hear what's being said or what's being talked about because under oath, Dr. Fauci cannot lie anymore. Neither can Jen Psaki. This, this, this platform, Instagram, Facebook, as well as Twitter and other platforms, remove people for telling the truth and you can question the capability of the vaccine as well as just having the right to take it. These platforms as well should be held accountable for all the lives that were lost, and for the people that were forced to take this poison and put it in their bodies and that were murdered. I personally have family members that was affected, whether they want to admit the heart attack happened or not. Because of it, it's whatever. But I know the truth. And we all out here know the truth. Fucking arteries being clogged with, 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 with elastic-like fibers and shit like that. It comes from the fucking vaccine. It was never meant to protect you. We even know because the person who run Pfizer said he never checked to see if it worked. They did this shit to condition you. They took 60% of the population off of the, the, the chessboard just now. And now they have to worry about the 40% of us because as far as they're concerned, they killed you already. The side effects for the Moderna vaccine sound concerned. The body language by Bill Gates here is incredible. And watch him just deflect. He doesn't even answer the question. This is one that they should play in court. It's really incredible. Watch this. 
We looked. After the second dose, at least 80% of participants experienced a systemic side effect, ranging from severe chills to fevers. So are these vaccines safe? Well, the, uh, the FDA not being pressured will look hard at that. The FDA is the gold standard of regulators uh, and their current guidance on this. That is just so incredible that you hear him say that after they've rolled it out. They're going to look at it after the rollout. Wow. If they stick with that is is very, very appropriate. Uh, and, you know, the, it, the, 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 the side effects were not super severe. That is, it didn't cause permanent health problems for uh, the things that are, they, you know, Moderna did have to go with a fairly high dose. And so, uh, you know, to get the antibodies. Some of the other vaccines uh, are going able to go with lower doses to get uh, responses that are, are pretty high, including the, the J&J and the Pfizer. And so there's a lot of characteristics of these vaccines. Um, it's great that we have multiple of them uh, that are going out there. And yes, I you, think you know the data but the bill, bill the, the data showed that everybody with a high dose had a, a side effect. Yeah, but some of that is is not dramatic, where you know it's just you know super painful. But yes, there we need to make sure there's not severe side effects. The FDA stated by somebody who's not a scientist who invested heavily in the vaccine protocols. It made money off of the the pandemic. Uh, he's worried about his ROI. That's what he's worried about. I, I, I think we'll do a good job of that, uh, despite the pressure. We have to recognize this is from the World Health Organization, a very untrustworthy organization. This guy, I wouldn't trust with anything. He's creepy and is next in line for the position Fauci has. So I'm told. That anti-vaccine activism, which I actually call anti-science aggression, has now become a major killing force globally. During the COVID pandemic in the United States, 200,000 Americans needlessly lost their lives because they refused a COVID vaccine, even after vaccines became widely available. And now that anti-vaccine activism is expanding across the world, even into low and middle income countries, it's a killing force. Anti-science now kills more people and things like gun violence, global terrorism, nuclear proliferation, or cyber attacks. And now it's become a political movement. And the U.S. is linked to far extremism on the far right, same in Germany. That's like, how do you slur anything? You just compare it or put it to the far right. <laughs> this is a new... This is pure propaganda. This is all propaganda. ...face of anti-science. the new face of anti-science aggression aggression and so we need political solutions to it when somebody hits you that hard with just full-on propagandistic techniques you know that you can't trust them you can't trust this guy peter hotez in any position of power no way Edwards at the time was uh sitting on the this is another thing where the so-called independent data safety monitoring board were people who came from pfizer <laughs> And you have to trust them to have objectivity. She literally almost says this in the court of law. And this guy's done really good work. Aaron Series worked with Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Children's Health Defense Fund, I think it is. And he's was the one who litigated to get the V-safe data from the CDC and Walensky that showed like 
seven percent of the people had had injuries from this massive shot rollout. It's a huge number. When you have a huge number of people, it's a huge number of injuries. Number of injuries, seven hundred thousand had some negative effect at least. Yes, thank you, Modern Board, for the Pfizer clinical trial. I think this video pretty much speaks for itself. Okay. Let's take a look at this. Yeah. Isn't it true that you've also been the Pfizer to Pfizer? Mr. Wright, in his advisory to Pfizer, uh, and I've been working very, very closely with Pfizer, particularly with their COVID vaccines, um, and, and uh, going over lots of uh, reactions and adverse events. So, yes, I am working and being paid by Pfizer for my assessment of vaccine safety. So, part of the data safety monitoring board for the climate COVID vaccine that you mentioned, you said that. You're one of the only five members of that data safety monitoring board over the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine, right? Yes, sir. And that's supposed to be an independent data safety monitoring board, correct? It is an independent data safety monitoring board. That's the board that all of us in America are hoping on and relying on is going to independently make sure that safety is properly assessed as the clinical trial for that Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine is ongoing, correct? That's true, and I can tell you that, that people worked very hard to fail to this. Very, very hard to, to do that indeed uh, as comprehensively as we possibly can. And since it's supposed to be independent, it's critical that the members of that independent data safety monitoring board are in fact independent of the pharmaceutical company whose product is being evaluated, correct? That's correct. But isn't it true that directly before becoming a member of the independent data safety monitoring board with Pfizer COVID 19 vaccine, you were an advisor to Pfizer? Pfizer pays me to evaluate the safety of the vaccines because I'm an expert. So I do get paid to do the work that I've been doing, and I've been doing conscientiously and comprehensively. My question was, before you became a member of the Independent Data Safety Monitoring Board for Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine, isn't it true that you were separately, before you held that independent position, you were an advisor to Pfizer? Yes, sir, but I think what you're presuming is that because I've been an advisor makes me on their door or makes me going to say what they want me to say. That is not and has never been a part of my view. I say what I believe based on my expertise. So you don't think that financial incentives sway people's judgments at all? It does not sway my judgment, sir. Why bother having an independent data safety monitoring board? Why doesn't Pfizer just have some of its employees on it? Because we are independent. We need folks who are never advisors to Pfizer. We are independent from Pfizer in this assessment. Uh, Dr. Schwab, I'm flattered you'd ask me to keynote. Uh, there's an expression in my old neighborhood back in the United States, 
This may be above my pay grade. It's not above yours, though. You've written extensively on the topic that you've asked me to speak to. Mastering the Fourth Industrial Revolution. Dr. Schwab, I'm flattered you'd ask Kill this guy, uh, uh, but if you trace the trail of this guy, uh, he really is up to uh, evil. It this is about uh, Klaus Schwab, and this is Pastor Billy Crone. Frankly, he could be called Dr. Evil, and I'm not, I'm not joking on that, because uh, if you trace the trail, uh, he speaks with a German accent for a reason. I say the only thing he's missing is not a cat. The only thing he's missing is a swap set and the SS on there. Well, and then I say in harsh, but that's why I say Klaus Schwab in the third right. If you trace the trail, and by the way, you're going, well, how come we haven't heard this uh, connection with Klaus Schwab and, and, and dare I say with Hitler? Uh, it's because the internet has done a, a very good job of scrubbing it. And so you got to really dig deep to find it, and we did. And, but if you trace the trail, Klaus Schwab was born in Ravensbrück, Ravensbrück Germany. And uh, his dad owned a factory there uh, in Ravensburg and, and in Germany. And, and then not only that, uh, that factory helped to make munitions for Hitler. In fact, there was such a, a quote by the Nazis deemed a great factory uh, that it won awards from the Nazis like as a model, as a model factory. In fact, as a quote, model factory for the Nazis. Uh, and this is Klaus Schwab's dad, Eugene. And they, they not only made armaments, but they used slave labor. To millions, if not billions of people around the world without proper long-term safety data. And over the last couple of years, we've seen increasing number of people um, with injuries, with adverse side effects, an increasing number of cancers, neuro neurological conditions, heart disease, clots, and now this bombshell revelation by the MP Andrew Bridgens talking about covering up data about the safety of the mRNA vaccines. Like Dr. Asim Mahotra said, we really need to suspend the rollout of these vaccines. We need to stop and do a proper investigation to find out what is going on to millions. My name is Dr. David Cartland. As a GP and a father, I'm astounded and angry this vaccine has been rolled out to younger and younger cohorts and has recently been and authorised for use in the six-month-old baby to five-year-old child category. The adverse events data is unprecedented and stacking up week by week in systems that are likely underreported, such as the VAR system and yellow card system. Medicine is all about safety. And given the huge safety signals that the mRNA injections are giving off, we need to stop these shots immediately pending urgent investigation for the sake of our next generation and children. Um, what percent of CDC employees are vaccinated? We're actively encouraging. She doesn't even know all the stuff, Walensky. It's incredible. Director of the CDC lie about their own vaccination status. This is amazing. This is from October 10th. 2022. I don't know when this actual interview took place. This is another witch. Fauci's a monster. Gates is a monster. Walensky's a monster. Vaccination and all of our employees and doing a lot of education and outreach in order to get our agency fully vaccinated. And the, but the pursuit? I, I don't have that for you today. I'm told that 75, um, some north of 75% of CDC employees at headquarters are still working remotely. Is that correct? Um, we are following um, regulations through HHS and the federal government. No, that's not my question. I apologize to be rude, but, but, but I'm asking a very straightforward question. 
I've been told that north of 75% of employees at, at, at CDC headquarters are working remotely. Is that correct? Senator, I don't actually know that number off the top of my head. When you look down the hallway, are there empty desks? Are over 50% of the desks empty? Senator, I don't have the numbers off the top of my head. What I will tell you is that we're working closely within HHS and the administration to follow the governmental rules for return to There was a recent GAO report that shows, and released the last two weeks, that there's been no coordinated response from the federal government to get people back into work. Now, if there's any agency that, since we're, uh, teachers in Fulton County are back at work, that the caseload of COVID in Fulton County is about 88, at its peak it was 606. Uh, if what I've been told, by someone who frankly kind of knows that people in laboratories are not showing up. I have no clue how people, how laboratory workers who presumably are vaccinated wearing PPE would consider themselves eligible to stay at home. Uh, I say this because I just want to echo, we got to lead by example in the federal government. If our public health agencies don't have enough confidence in the immunization and in the PPE to go back to work, fighting infectious diseases, there's going to be a lot of undermining of, an, of a willingness to further fund public health. We absolutely have our essential labs back at work conducting their essential research towards this response. And um, we are following regulations and providing technical assistance and technical support to the federal government for return to work policy. Just got back from Europe. I was in Ireland, Scotland, Italy, speaking over there. And, and over there in the airports, over there, it's, it's 2030. It's the big date. It's being advertised everywhere. Wow. This is the time when the planet's going to be reset. It's going to be wonderful. So the propaganda's out there. This is their goal. But they're out there working. And it isn't just themselves. Since 1971, uh, the World Economic Forum is basically not just a think tank, but it has been a means of which to pull in and groom and create the new world leaders uh, who will go along with this agenda to basically take over the planet and, and, and usher in really what's called, should be called the fourth right. And they have what's called uh, since then, so you basically got 50 years uh, uh, of educating, grooming new leaders. But if you look at it, and they're not hiding it, you can, you can go to the World Economic Forum's website. Also, they have a YouTube channel. Uh, but if you look there, they have the young global leaders. And I have to say... Um, when I mentioned our names, like Mrs. Merkel, um, even uh, Vladimir Putin, and so on, they all have been young global leaders of the World Economic Forum. Mm -hmm. But um, what we are very proud of now is a young generation, like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, um, President of, of Argentina, and so on, so we penetrate the cabinets. So yesterday I was at a, at a reception for Prime Minister Trudeau and I would know that That's their sound, not mine. Half of this cabinet, or even more half of, uh, half of this cabinet, are for our actually young global leaders of the world grateful. And that's true in Argentina. Well, yeah. That's true in Argentina as well. It's still in Argentina and uh, it's still in France now. I mean, Mr. President, with the young global This is a new documentary called Anecdotals about all the people, additional people that have been injured, and it's being censored. Like shooting fire, like stabbing pains, like flying down my legs. My resting heart rate just sitting was over 100. I just felt something wrong on the left side of my
paper. My face was burning and tingling. This is my life. This is baseline. This is the new norm. How do I function and learn to function this way and how do I accept it? And within 10 days, I was paralyzed in the hospital and I am 19 years old. The day I took my shot, I was functioning. I was healthy. I was happy. And four days later, I can't walk. All of a sudden, it felt like shooting. I think I showed this one before. This guy just flopped. This guy, this is a story, another story of a guy who got his shot and died. Reverend Stan. Died December 3rd, 2022. Reverend Stanley D. Lord. So he's another victim, more than likely. Um, so I'm going to move to these slides. And I'll show some evidence of premeditation. And I think it's important uh, people to check this out. Get this going. So... Um, some of these are really important. I would recommend, I'll put links to some of these people. Jicky, the, I think the mouse is a new researcher that I haven't seen before. Who I would recommend people go check out and I will be showing his stuff. But uh, this is one of the things that shows the premeditation and the insert of this, this code, this genetic code that didn't come from zoonotic origin. It's Dr. Dennis Walker. Nothing to see here. See, COVID virus contains a tiny chunk of DNA that matches sequence patented by Moderna three years before the pandemic began. A one in three trillion chance COVID developed a code naturally. So it's evidence of premeditation or pre-creation. I think they've really just lied over the last three years. Lied about everything. And this is Jicky the Mouse, hashtag, or actually at the Jicky, J-I-K-K-Y. Check it out. Highly check out, uh, recommend people check that out on Twitter. But this is an important thread. So he writes, holy crap, why did doctors readily accept not treating 80-year-olds for post-viral pneumonia in 2020, 2022 when it had been a standard of care prior? And the reason is they didn't do it is because they were told to in 2019. So they were tr they were told not to treat 80-year-olds for post-viral pneumonia. So it was, it, this is the kind of kill protocols, the structures behind the health system and the control of the health system from top down, like fascist, literal fascist control by unelected leaders too, which is even scarier. I mean, Americans have put up with it for decades and you need, we need to stop it now. And so he writes, they were told to in, in 2019 by an institution called, you're going to love this, shows a picture of anti Microbial use and resistance in Australia 2019 report. So he has all the dates and times of when this happened. And he just posted this December 15th. Today's December 18th, 2022. So this is recent research. 
And then the place that said that is called the NCAS, the National Center for Antimicrobial Stewardship. Interesting color scheme, don't you think? Very sustainable goals. And who are they? Of course, the next slide. Of course, the Peter Doherty Institute, the very same institute from which computer nerds wrote some mathematical models that told you that you were all going to die unless you took the magic potion. The home of Ukraine, hashtag Ukraine Pete at Professor Doherty, but that's not the money shot. So we're headed there. These people, One Health, sounds fuzzy, planet saving, eco-friendly even. Guess who underpins One Health? Oh yes, we archive, archived this one a year ago because this is the link. It's the Echo Health Alliance, right? That keeps popping up in um, China. It's archived here on the website of Echo Health, Peter Dazak's organization, right? So very closely tied to Fauci, who, who granted Dazak's organization, I think this year, if my memory serves me correctly, like 800,000. Yep, the same one that has been making and distributing viruses for over 10 years. This is incredible. Jicky the Mouse, just a reminder of who these people are. They proudly boast the PREDICT program, it's all caps, PREDICT program in which they, quote, collected, unquote, i.e. made thousands of viruses, pseudoviruses, and RDRPSs. They are on GenBank. Look for yourself so you can see that. He's popping up a reference to them. And shows the archive as well. So I'm just going through these slides. So you can check this out on Rockman. It'll only be on Rockman. Um, YouTube is just censoring me like crazy. They do not want the truth. They're liars, children of hell, sons of Cain. YouTube and Google are evil. They're bad. Very bad people. And then he writes in the next slide, all linked to the Australian arm of EcoHealth via Gary Cromary, Lin Fa Wang, and Hume Field, best buddies of that woman, Zeng Li Shi. So these are people who are all connected in research papers. And EcoHealth is very important. And then a reminder of the Australian EcoHealth Network. Remember, uh, hashtag Fast Eddie Holmes deleted his Twitter account this week along with Christian Anderson. So these guys seem to be wanting to delete information. And then Jiggy writes, why does this matter? Because the NCAS AMS report was a nudge to doctors not to prescribe antibiotics for a, quote, viral pneumonia, unquote, that they knew was coming in 2020, even when it became bacterial. This tweet may be the most important I have ever put out. And so he had put something out before on December 3rd. So what they did is they changed the protocols with the, it seems like what he's saying is that the possible knowledge that they were gonna, there was a virus coming out. So it's pre-meditation. They had pre-knowledge of the, the pandemic. And this is the proof. It's incredible. And the earlier slide says, not a leak. It's from December 3rd. An intentional release of a virus that was highly transmissible, but not highly lethal under normal treatment protocols. These protocols were changed under orders of people connected to hashtag EcoHealth to cover up what they did. You refused to listen and thousands died. Yeah, I would say millions, but yeah, it's incredible. So that's it. That's like the title of this version, this episode of Die Web Blues, Evidence of Premeditation. They were changing the protocols prior to the announcement of this pandemic. And then some of the statements underneath this, and you can, I can go, you can go to Jiki the Mouse. Um, interesting, it's like Mickey says, well put, I'd go further and say they released the virus in order to vaccinate people with a product that was clearly already manufactured and ready to go. 
Colleen says, I also remember do not take aspirin just to add to their intentions list. And then um, Alex says, it was amazing to experience firsthand healthcare professionals and pharmacists throw all critical thinking aside and follow, fall in lockstep with what the FDA and CDC were recommending, even though it went against their own life experience, education, training, and common sense. And then this is from Wolf. He writes, made in China, funded by US DOD and NIH, Moderna's fingerprints on the bioweapon 2017 patent sequence. So that's really it. Made in China, funded by the US, on Moderna, and then, then it's the um, gene sequence, C-T-C-C-T-C-G-G-C-G-G-T-A-G, hashtag ModernaGate, and you can see that. And you can actually type in that hashtag on Twitter and look at all the articles about it because it'll show you evidence of manufacture. And Katan said, so do we get the bottom of who ate the bat in China? And Chicky says, yes. Peter Dazak created the menu. Zeng Li Shi made the dish. The NIH booked the table and paid the bill along with a $10 billion bottle of wine. When someone found out, Ed Holmes, Dominic Dwyer, and Peter Doherty were summoned to bury the story. That's from yesterday. Incredible. So Dr. Andrew J. Huff, G. Huff, who just published a book and was apparently involved in all this stuff, is trying to get people to retreat, to retweet this gene sequence. Says everyone, please retweet. This is the smoking gun that the U.S. made SARS-CoV-2 with the Chinese. Go viral, damn it! And Jicky writes, Michael, how did the bats copy a nine, 19NT sequence from Moderna patent and splice it into the furin cleavage site that didn't exist in any previous generation? I mean, was it done in a quote la bat ori unquote? And then Jicky writes, the Twitter doctors you see put, oh, the Twitter, quote, doctors, unquote, you see pushing investigational MNRA therapies are not organic. They are part of hashtag Project Halo, an international nudge unit funded by corporations. They are, of course, welcome to join this thread and debate this with me. It's incredible. It's just incredible, like full-on warfare. Five, 4G, 5G warfare in your face. Bio-warfare, World War Three. <sighs> medical conspiracy, international conspiracy. It's all true. It's all true. They're not telling you on the TV news. Really incredible. Andrew G. Huff again, December 16th, 2022. Moderna CEO cannot explain why his company owns a U.S. patent of a SARS-CoV-2 gene sequence filed in 2016. <laughs> they can't answer. I mean, something happened on like the TV news. They're starting to actually answer, like ask real questions. And uh, these people are stumped. They can't, they just hem and haw, just like Gates did earlier. It's just incredible. This is a picture of Fauci with a shot saying, trust the scientism. This is a monster. It's an early picture of Fauci. Fauci with uh, Joe Biden, December 9th, 2022. Joe Biden's nowhere to be seen. Fauci's here saying, low-life trolls harass my wife and kids. That's nothing. You've killed people's families. You've wiped out children, adults, old people. You cause old people to suffer, lockdown, isolation. You're a monster. Your policies led to that. And you're tinkering around with gain-of-function re research. You're a monster, Fauci. Evil. He's trying to humanize himself. He's all on TV, taking walks and stuff. 
December 13th. Fauci worried about the state of science medicine as he leaves public service. Wow. You didn't serve the public at all. You served yourself. What, what do we tell people find out how much, how many conflict of interest this guy has and how much money he made? I mean, I don't, I don't have any evidence of that. I just suspect it. Like it's a shock. I mean, can, can you imagine somebody like being at the center of a pandemic and making money off the whole thing and putting in protocols, and make money off Remdesivir, hang out with Bill Gates and all the suffering and death that these people went through for years, literally two years. Like he's trying to push it for three or four. And then he find out that he made money off it as well. If that comes out, I mean, I mean, I, like I've said before, like in the past, like these people who protect these filth pigs, like what, what are you thinking? Like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't even know. It's incredible. Like you have this huge Intel state, you have this huge intelligence apparatus, you've got all of these people in the military and they're letting, letting monsters like this do whatever they want. It's just, it's, just stunning. This is John O'Brennan. This was something uh, Elon Musk wrote. My pronouns are prosecute Fauci. And then Brennan came to his defense. This is a monster too. He writes, uh, December 11th, 2022. Dr. Fauci is a national hero who will be remembered for generations to come for his innate goodness and many contributions to public health. It's hard for me to say that. Despite your business success, you will be remembered for fueling public hate and divisions. They always kind of go to hate. Like if you're critical, if you may have money, but you have no classes. Well, we can talk about Michael Hastings, baby. Yeah, we should talk about that. But I mean, there's uh, the quotes, the comments underneath this thread were really something else. And this is Amy Klobuchar saying that they all kind of came to his defense, all these filth pigs and swine from D.C. I'm a big fan of Dr. Fauci and how he's calmly guarded our country through crisis. No, he didn't. He gamed the whole freaking system, was involved in gain of function research. And change the goalposts. Two weeks to drop the curve, man. This is these people are on board with total evil. Re Musk tweet: Courting vaccine deniers doesn't seem like a smart business strategy. But the issue is this: Could you just leave a good man alone in your seemingly endless quest for attention? These tweets will not let, uh, last well. People note them and keep them. They will not age well. Somebody popped in and showed this like dog experiment Fauci was involved in where he like kept the dog's faces and, and these bugs ate him. Don't mind me just popping in to share my favorite thing that our national hero had his hand in. This is Peter McCullough, December 9th. U.S. government Twitter fascism suppresses scientific discourse. Laura Ingraham dedicates monologue to government. Big tech collusion advancing the false narrative. Man, no doubt. Spartacus writes, December 12th, this wasn't a lab leak. It was intentional. This was done to us on purpose. So he had puts down all this kind of stuff, zoonosis theories. and um, He just calls it a farce that it was that it was come from zoonotic things. There's a mountain of circumstantial evidence in the totality of events of the past couple of decades that points towards intentional release as the most likely scenario. Yeah. Intentional release, guys. And she's done, this one has done a lot of great work. Her name is Latipova. Um, I can't remember how to spell her last name. L-A-T-Y-P-O-V-A. She's really bored into kind of the documents, the agreements and stuff, and involvement of the Department of Defense. Like, that's another issue is why are the manufacturers distributing to the Department of Defense and then distributing? 
And she says the title of this is from BitChute, which is Intent to Harm, Evidence of the Conspiracy to Commit Mass Murder by the U.S. DOD HHS Farmer Cartel. And her research indicates, these are screenshots of this show, and you should probably go back and check it out if you want to check it out. You can just type that into Google or something like that. Weapons are government property until discharged, according to the vaccination program provider agreements. At this time, all COVID-19 vaccines in the United States purchased by the United States government for administration exclusively through the CDC COVID-19 vaccination program. Vaccine and all related ancillary supplies, including the COVID-19 vaccination cards, are U.S. government property until vaccine is administered. And I just this is just a summary of her video. You can go check that out. And it is summary of all evidence intent to harm, toxic by design, mechanisms of injury designed into C-19 injections, no safety, horrific death and injury toll, VAERS, V-SAFE, UDRA, Vigilance, Yellow Card. Those are all the reporting things from U.S. and Europe. No efficacy, negative efficacy three months after injection. So there's no efficacy. Bad manufacturing, highly variable production, non-compliant with CGMP, no enforcement of CGMP by any agency. The agencies didn't enforce anything. They had like, like the emergency protocols of people die or dying or being injured from a vaccine. They didn't do it. That's just another form of negligence by Walensky. She should be in jail. What's going on? The DOJ is a, it's a joke. I hope people realize how bad it is. It is bad. It's so bad. Malignant policy worldwide, government lies, cover-up, gaslighting of the injured, prosecution of dissent and whistleblowers, collusion with media, reverse financing of the above, clear intent to harm. And that's really the other thing is like the power of the gaslighting. But like if you get injured from these jabs, you're on your own, baby. You're not, you can't go to the DA. There's no health care for you. Too bad because it doesn't exist. CDC doesn't say it. The Fauci doesn't say it. It's total gaslighting. It's a huge mind control stuff. She writes, um, FDA is not acting to stop the vaccination campaign because Health and Human Services Secretary Javier Becerra, a lawyer, has nothing to know, has no clue about anything. <laughs> and the FDA Commissioner Robert Keeliff are running the U.S. government's bioterrorism program jointly with Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, Department of Justice Attorney Merrick Garland, monster, Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, Pfizer CEO Albert Burla, Moderna CEO Stephen Stefan Ansel. And then Tedros Adhanom Gabricius of the World, World Health Organization. C-19 vaccines are weapons to, intended to harm yeah, the shots. DOD had established vax manufacturing and surge capacity since at least 2012. So they had the capacity to put it on. It didn't, people, I think their kind of discourse or in the common parlance or what their ideas is that they ramped up through Trump's um, warp speed but all the stuff the capacity was there millions of square feet of manufacturing capacity staff raw materials essays kits manufacturing equipment logistics systems etc micromanagement of operations clinical regulatory from dod not arm's length civil and military application ex-us pharma foreign government contracts waive any relevant drug import regulations rules and standards etc and remove national sovereignty sovereignty it's just a disaster through and through it's a total catastrophe, human catastrophe, and just a, the government doesn't work. Doesn't work for you. <clears throat> and yeah, you can go to BitChute, check that out. 
Latipova, L-A-T-Y-P-O-V-A, Sasha, first name. Sasha, Latipova. Adam writes, excess deaths in Australia, incredibly high at 13%, Actuaries Institute. It's an incredibly high number for mortality, and it's not clear what's the cause, so I can tell you what it is. Mortality doesn't normally vary by more than 1% or 2%. Marty McCarry, MD, states December 9th, 2022. Disappointed to see the FDA authorize the new bivalent vax for healthy babies six months old without clinical data or vote by their expert advisors, right? And I think that this was the one that was tested on the six rats, right? I think that was it. I'm concerned there will be untended harm from such a blanket policy that ignores natural immunity or stratified risk in children. I think the intent is too hard. So. And then he, he follows up, Marty McCarry. The CDC's kangaroo court of like-minded experts will now consider recommending it for all Americans six months of age and up. Criminals. Follows. Dudes, Vax killed people. Harassment may be the least of him and his family's worries if the wrong person dies. These are talking about Fauci. This is ethical skeptic. I've referenced him many times. What these two wonders charts show is that out of our average 6,400 excess non-COVID natural cause deaths each week, right now, around 4,500 or 70% of these deaths are SADS and cancer, so it's sudden adult death syndrome. This is shown consistent over the weeks and from disparate sources and methods. December 9th, 2022. And he continues, it's amazing the percentage of the population who are not aware that factor shot is killing four times as many persons right now as is COVID. They're all over Twitter too. They live in little dream worlds of faux information psychosis. Yeah, they do. Dr. Asim Malotra, I was permanently banned from LinkedIn with no warning on November 2021 after posting this GB News interview. I gave explaining the link between the mRNA jab and heart attacks. I also called for the end of hashtag NHS staff vaccine mandates. LinkedIn is owned by Microsoft, Bill Gates. Surprise, surprise. And then the mental health is a disaster too. Dr. Paul Alexander, December 10th. 42% 42% of Gen Z diagnosed with mental health condition survey reveals Gen Z young adults started dealing with mental health problems immediately following the start of the pandemic 2020. And then this was kind of a vote from Rich, December 4th. How many people do you know that have had adverse effects or have died due to complications from the shots? Please comment on your answer and retweet. Many still don't realize the magnitude of what's been done to the human race. And then there were 49% said there were three three plus or more of adverse effects. 90% had zero. Wow, I didn't know it was that low or that high, actually, that many. I thought most people had it. 15% one, 15% two, 49% three. And I think I mentioned this last time, this, they have this plan for us now. The next wave, Bill Gates is on this thing, catastrophic contagion, where the, it has a higher kill rate for the kids. Be aware that Bill Gates just conducted another exercise aptly called catastrophic contagion. I am not kidding. On October 23rd, 2022, he himself showed up. What was catastrophic contagion planning? It was planning a severe pandemic worse than COVID-19 targeting young people and kids. So I guess the kids are now on the agenda. They've softened you up. You know, the the first shot was this uh, vaccine. But uh, yeah, it's crazy. These are lunatics. Remember the agenda for 20, 
30 is not all of it's disclosed publicly. They have like their own secret agenda, depopulation. So they got another eight years, guys. This is the beginning. There's the kind of sweater monster. He'll go down in history as one of the world's great monsters. And so he's writing some. So there he is right there. Um, said in the near future, epidemic spreads rapidly in a higher fatality rate than COVID-19, disproportionately affecting children and young people. And then this is all about like uh, misinformation, like they're battling. They know that they had, they want stronger misinformation, what they call misinformation control. They want stronger misinformation control. Guys, it's incredible taking over entire social networks. That's incredible. There's John Hopkins Center for Health Security in partnership with The Who and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. They're all together. The foundations are back. Jamie writes, it's a bit late there. See, Mr. CEO, millions are injured, millions have died. He knew all along these shots weren't safe. This is Albert Burla stepping down. Said December 9th, they still keep going. December 9th, 2022, Borla writes at Pfizer, compliance means operating with integrity and ethics. So patients have never have to wonder about the quality of their medicines and vaccines. Wow. That's all everybody's doing right now. They're questioning it. Want to know more? Chief compliance quality. And then he shifts it off to somebody else. Chief compliance quality and risk officer, Rady Johnson, details our process and culture. Wow. It's too late, guys. Crime has been committed. Chewed, swallowed, digested. He kind of is walking back to MRNR to technology. There's a video, MNR technology that we had less experience. They're in trouble. This is uh, Wolf writes about David Martin, about remdesivir, pseudo-medicine death warrant. When Anthony Fauci, Ralph Barrick, Peter Daszak, and others made the decision to inject remdesivir into patients with COVID, we knew we were going to kill people. That's premeditated murder. Yeah, it is. That's Elon Musk is, is doing a lot. A lot. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, my pronouns are prosecute Fauci. Robert F. Kennedy replies, kudos to Elon Musk for looking beyond the propaganda. So people responded to that. Twitter is both a social media company and a crime scene. Yeah, it is. And then this is Colin writes, uh, Justin, Dr. Fauci accuses Elon Musk of stirring hate and turning Twitter into a cesspool of misinformation. Looks like somebody's getting nervous, yeah. Somebody's misinformation is somebody else's information. And this is Paul Alexander. It's the vaccine, stupid. It's the vaccine that's driving infectious variant after infectious variant. And they knew, they knew. They knew this vaccine would fail and they would cause deaths, fraud. So there's a lot going on. This is another, this is a monster from the UK. Form Consent Matters writes, as Matt Hancock publicly confirms his passion for expediting death, announcing his intention to make a documentary about assisted dying. What sinister direction is this sociopath trying to take us in? Please read on. That's the new global agenda is this assisted death. Canada is just ramping it up. 
This is Matt Baker. Writes, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. If only it was funny, my wife's best friend's son died at 15 years old after getting it. My best friend got Ghislaine Barre and was also almost completely paralyzed after it. What are your stories? Leave in the comments. So he's trying to get stories out. People are talking about it. My son, healthy 41-year-old, died suddenly in August. I am angry. He should be angry. My boss got it and half of his face was paralyzed for a few months. He couldn't even open one of his eyes. 37 years old, couldn't figure out why it was happening. Tractor writes, rapid return of cured cancer and gone within six weeks for my eldest sister in July this year. They forced jabbed her through required boosters before they would provide chemo treatments. Kimmy, my mom died in June, vaccinated and boosted. A. Miller writes, wait till they figure out HCQ and ivermectin worked all along, which it did. They suppressed it. There's just a bunch of more stories. <clears throat> based mad lad the husband of my wife's friend age 40 took the booster and died in his sleep two days later they told her it was sleep apnea <laughs> gaslighting everybody it's incredible this is world war three no question there's just so many stories i can go into these stories mass murder this one won't last well this is uh elizabeth vargas september 1st 2021 Here's the problem with Joe Rogan telling the world he took an unsafe, unproven horse medication to self-treat his COVID. Lots of people listen to him. My son watches his podcasts. How many people will follow his lead and inject themselves with this? Well, hope the smart ones did. There's a bunch of people like saying the horse dewormer and stuff. Like the propaganda was thick. Speaking of irresponsible, the FDA itself retweeted that you should not take ivermectin because you are not a horse or a cow. And they said, you are not a horse, you are not a cow. Seriously, y'all, stop it. Shocking data keeps coming out. Two separate data sets hitting the same conclusion. One, Pfizer's own data showing 1 in 800 chance of serious adverse event, permanent disability. Two, 1.2 million population out of the workforce based on U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. Wow. Yeah, I had that kind of... There's an article called Billion Dollar Baby. I don't want to read the whole thing, but I advise people just type that in. It's really good. Then Peter Halligan, I mention him all the time, December 11th. Timeline of a genocide by neglect and poison. So that's an important one. Protocol kills, so this is just one element of this whole disaster is the protocols. And there's stories in there, just like all the stories I've been reading, just like from Died Suddenly. These are protocol kills where people went in the hospital and, you know, they got vented and remdesivired. It's a disaster. There's an Israeli study that did not observe any increased incidence of pericarditis or myocarditis in adult patients recovering from COVID-19 infection. So they observed like control group of 591,000. So they, they, so there was no pericarditis or myocarditis from the COVID-19 infection. Where's it coming from? Right. It's not even funny. None of this stuff is funny. I'm sorry. Celine Dion has something that's in one of the Pfizer confidential documents. This is just kind of an example of how corrupt the medical system is here. Because you're just seeing this right now in this event. They've been giving crappy treatments to people for decades that kill them. Um, 
but this is one example of like a very high dose of melatonin has helped untreatable advanced cancer patients. This is the young male sports reporters who died at the World Cup. Um, one of the guys had like a massive aortic dissection, which is very unusual. Just sitting there, he was sitting in the stands. This is Dr. McCullough from December 12th. There's been an overwhelming warlike effort to force a needle in every arm, and it's very intentional, and it has every government behind it worldwide to accomplish this. Something very bad is happening in the world. Yes, it is. Continues, wake up. Millions of people have lost their lives with the vaccine. This will go down as the biggest biological pharmaceutical safety disaster in the history of mankind by a mile. This will go down worse than most wars in terms of mortality. Yeah. Yeah, they're just kind of changing the goalposts and stuff. It's incredible. There's another one, a video, Flawed COVID Definitions Data and Modeling by Norman Fenton. And his substack is Where Are the Numbers? Norman Fenton, F-E-N-T-O-N. Check that out. 30, 30 minutes. I don't want to play the whole thing. But his conclusions are, one, none of the official data on COVID cases, hospitalizations, and deaths can be trusted. Two, none of the empirical studies of vaccine efficacy and safety can be trusted. Three, there's also it is also clear from overwhelming anecdotal evidence from our everyday lives. In particular, no anybody with their eyes open can see the vaccines were not effective. All-cause mortality in vaccinated may well be higher than the unvaccinated in each age group. And the most likely cause of recent excess death worldwide is the vaccine, not long COVID or the lockdowns. And you'll see that normanfenton.com. I recommend, highly recommend people check that out. And this is the vac MNRI Vaccine Accountability Roundtable, published by Stephen Kirsch, that was uh, involved. It's DeSantis, Ladopo, Bhattacharya, and Brett Weinstein. Conservative risk-benefit analysis decide against COVID-19 vaccination. College students harmed with mandates December 13th. Executive order from President Donald Trump after the FDA gave it an emergency youth authorization. <coughs> so Trump has some culpability, it seems like. Last week, South African life insurer reported a 200% spike in heart disease death claims. So that's not surprising. Doctors are baffled. Yeah, they shouldn't be. Pandemicism. And the foreknowledge of the virus planners by Egyptius. That's an interesting one. Check that out. <clears throat> this is from Yafa Shiraz in Israel, December 13th, 2022. On January 10th, 2021, the first patient ever with post-vaccination myocarditis was hospitalized at our, at our department. I reported this to the WHO and didn't receive an answer till today. Well, they don't give a crap. Bluetooth connectivity in the vaccinated by Arrow. Does that really exist? This is died suddenly. Denise Irving died suddenly at the age of 44 years old, leaving behind two beautiful daughters. Denise and her daughters were fully vaccinated. She publicly shared that she prepared for terrible side effects. This is somebody in a, uh, one of those people writes, good morning, all ER stats for last night as follows. 22M plus F, ages 12 to 71, three shots, four shots, five heart attacks, one stillbirth, five blood clots, six strokes, two arrhythmias, 
and three death by unknown causes. It's December 8th, 2022. Somebody, Danny asks her, how do you cope knowing what you know? She replies, I have to. I'm fighting for our future, our kids. We all need to do what we can in getting the truth out so we can all stand together. Mind you, it's getting harder, but I'm not prepared to just give up and be quiet. Died suddenly. 23-year-old football player Roy Butler died suddenly at five days after receiving the COVID-19 vaccine. It's a shot. His sudden death sparked an inquest, but the pharmaceutical companies have reportedly been less than forthcoming. Wow, what a surprise. This is horrible. Eight year, a six-year-old Canadian girl has died suddenly after a massive stroke. They claim she got myocarditis from the flu. So the flu causes myocarditis and strokes now. Yeah, I just mentioned earlier, Israeli study, 500,000 people were studied and no evidence that the flu or COVID caused myocarditis. Intent. Justice Seeker, today my 25-year-old son died, multiple organ failure resulting in brain death. I am numb. Any prayers you have would be appreciated. He was he made the cranberry sauce every holiday since he was nine. Going to be a rough season. Still have Thanksgiving leftovers. Pups are lost. This is the guy who died at the uh, World Cup. Prominent soccer journalist Grant Wall, 48, dies while covering World Cup in Qatar. He like died right in the stands. Like they had to try to resuscitate him. This is his Social media, pretty simple, I'm vaxxed and boosted. Realize if I get COVID, it won't likely be serious, but I have zero desire to get sidelined for five to 10 days from the work I'm currently doing. That's suddenly heartbreaking. 36-year-old Whitney Oliver died suddenly in her sleep. At the time of her death, Whitney was 22 weeks pregnant with her unborn son, Felix, who died in her belly. Another one, Jonathan Bell passed away unexpectedly yesterday. He wrote in his social media, Happy New Year to everyone except anti-vaxxers. They can all go F themselves. Died suddenly. Grant Hester was fully shotted and, according to friends, passed away unexpectedly and without warning. They want you to believe that this rash of young, healthy people dying suddenly is some kind of coincidence, but there's always a common denominator. Yeah, there is. Father playing video games with son died suddenly. Mark Callahan suddenly passed away at the age of 42 while playing video games with his seven-year-old son. After becoming breathless, he collapsed and died within 10 minutes. Permix tried but could not revive him. Deborah Pembroke died suddenly shortly after receiving her second COVID-19 shot. She experienced a pulmonary embolism and passed suddenly at the age of 51 years old. Her husband was with her and held her in his arms as she died. Next, heartbreaking pregnant mom brags about receiving her COVID booster on no- October 18th. Her baby passed away November 10th. Quote, I am pregnant with a baby that is no longer alive, and I've never felt more devastated in my life. And their social media talks about it. They said it was safe and effective for people who are pregnant. That came out of Walensky's mouth. Kevin writes, I warned my family not to take the shot. They ignored me. Last week, my sister had another booster shot. My nephew found her laying on the floor in the kitchen last night, dead. She was fine all day. Just dropped dead suddenly. You decide. Teresa Long. What if global mass vaccination could be accomplished in a short period of time by applying relentless coercion, tactics, and psychological operations to demoralize people into submission? Yeah, well, that just just happened. Died suddenly. 13 miscarriages in 24 hours. Lionsgate Hospital, Canada. On average, they would see one stillborn death a month. They reported that were 13 stillborn deaths in a 24-hour period of moms who have taken the experimental shot. 
the media remains silent. Yeah, you're going to see a dip in bursts. There's going to be this insane dip. I don't know how long it'll last, but like for a year, there'll be nobody in these classes five years from now or six years from now, first grade or some of these, you know, preschools and stuff. They'll be empty. They'll just be a total dip. Died suddenly. Jake Kazmarek received the second COVID-19 shot on September 28th. Died suddenly October 2nd, four days later. He was only 28 years old. Another one. Never let them convince you that heart attacks at this age are completely normal. His name was Javier O'Grady. This is another guy, third journalist who died at the FIFA World Cup. This is Esme V. My niece died last week after a fourth jab. She had... She'd had adverse effects since the first one. Each shot she took, she delivered progressively worse effects. The final effect, death. She did it because she worked in long-term care. They killed a vibrant, caring 27-year-old to save old people. December 12th, 2022. This is German data, silenced survivor, vax injured. German data released. You can't ignore this. It is a crime link below. It's just like massive increase in uh, unexplained deaths. That's it. That's uh, Bioweapon Blues 21. More information, evidence of premeditation, pre-knowledge. It's all there. Go look at some of these other researchers. God bless.